Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, by my side is Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, and Wiley, not surprisingly, more bullshit has happened. Venomous Stare returns with more bad news, because that's really all the Cowboys can do is screw the pooch, and this is just another installment of that. Amari Cooper traded to the Cleveland Browns, and what do we get? A fifth and sixth round pick, and we also sent a draft pick of our own. We had to give up a pick, too? My God. That's an embarrassment. Like, what the fuck was that? I mean... We got a little bit of good news yesterday when we released Greg Zerline, but now we go to this? I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I mean, of course I'm going to come out here and fucking criticize the hell out of this because it's the right thing to do. Like, we traded a player, we got nothing out of it. Nothing! Well, I think the Cowboys' idea here is to trim the fat. I mean, the Cooper contract was big, they were paying Greg the leg a bunch... And to me, this is a bit weird because you're sort of pretending like these are pieces that you're going to play and build around, and then one bad season happens mostly because Dak and Zeke, and now you're going to, like, cut everyone else. Like, I don't think that Greg Leg was any good, honestly. Like, I'll just be honest with you. There's nothing wrong with this move specifically. But the, the Cooper move makes no sense, and it's just sort of goes with the mindset of this thing that they're doing which is like they're cutting salary and sort of cleaning house when in reality like Dak and Zeke are the problems and these are the two guys that they dump the money truck on though like you will sometimes talk about we've got to restructure the contracts this offseason it's like they know they can't do that so this is the alternative cutting other players and I don't think Greg the leg is that good but Amari Cooper is very good. I think that C.D. Lamb is a bit better, but stylistically, Cooper matches up perfectly, just perfectly with Dak Prescott like we spoke about in the previous show. So this move makes no sense. They're literally giving him away like it's some sort of albatross contract and he has no value. It's total garbage. They're going to be relying on Michael Gallup as the wide receiver one. And I guess after that fails, C.D. Lamb will be the only weapon. Because remember, this is a team that lacks a good tight end weapon as well. So I feel like the, this move, in, in conjunction with a few other mistakes they're going to make in this offseason, could turn this team from a division winner to a team that could only win six games. Because last season was a bit of an overperformance, and they're going to roll the dice with a random kicker and get rid of their best offensive weapon, most consistent weapon at least. Man, uh, how do you look at that as a Cowboy fan and think that they're going to do well? I mean, I understand that Amari Cooper's season was not exactly as productive as we hoped. Number one, he played through injuries, as you kindly reminded us in the last episode. But at the same time, when we have, when you have a quarterback that has a habit, or in your words, enjoys throwing at players' feet, and we have an when we have an offensive coordinator who literally has no idea what the hell he's doing, and the fact that he's st- we're still stuck with him, you know, part of me believes that Amari Cooper has been set free. But I still feel like it's a stab in the back to him because he never made it tough for him to sign. He's been with us. He's been supportive. He's been hardworking. He's not been finding excuses. And then we, we got rid of him. 
Now, I understand Cleveland needed uh, is in need of a number one receiver, okay? And I guess maybe a, a bright side is the fact that trading Amari Cooper will free up $16 million in cap space. But it's not like we're going to make any big moves in free agency anyway because, you know, well, if we do, we always overpay a player that's like pretty much past his prime. And that's the Cowboys for you. But, but still, I mean, the, we, we got nothing out of it. I mean, but let's keep in mind uh, that the the trade of trade uh, can't be finalized until uh, next week when the new league season starts. But still, I mean, it's still worth it to come here and, and report it. But 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 I think at this point, it's basically a done deal. It's not yeah. literally official, but it's basically a done deal. Yeah. And we can essentially report it as fact. And if it changes or falls through, then we can come back and do a follow up episode. But yeah, yeah exactly. But both, it's just, both teams it's agreed, so uh, so basically they just they just have they just can't officially make it official on paper until next week. But we know the deal's gone through. Yeah, and this is a deal where you're giving up a guy that is supposed to be the cornerstone of your pass offense for nothing. You're like, make no mistake, you're you're giving him away when you're talking about fifth round picks and sixth round pick swaps. That's essentially nothing. If you're bartering in the NFL, that's essentially like saying, just take this contract for free, please. And Amari Cooper didn't deserve that. He was sort of done wrong by the franchise. I think this is an arrogant franchise. This is a clout-chasing franchise. This is a franchise absolutely enthralled with the idea of being America's team. This is one of those teams that is more concerned about image than actual substance and this is year after year with the cowboys what do you think those dak and zeke contracts were they were superficial deals they were pr moves and whenever you base your team around those two guys one of them's not any good the other one quit you're gonna have a shit team and you can sit there and cut off all the other things you know like it'd be like cutting off a limb if you had a heart problem. It's not going to help anything. This is a situation where you're not really going to improve in any way. You're going to get a bunch of money off the books, and it's still going to be Dak and Zeke hard capping you at the second round of the playoffs. And this is a really vexing thing because we can see the direction they're moving in means they're going to not only be bad, but they're going to be bad for years. I bet you by, by the time you and I are in our late 40s, the Cowboys will still be as pathetic as they are now. Well, there's no end in sight. This is one of those things where they're never, they're never going to win with this core, but vexingly they've committed all in to a game where, and a strategy where they're all in on Dak and Zeke, and they're going to ride it out for at least three, four more years with these guys. And it's just doomed to fail. It's doomed to fail. Now, speaking of Dak Prescott, just to uh, think uh, last week or earlier this week, um, they actually restructured Dak's deal along with Zach Martin's. And from what, according to sources, it created about $15 million in, in salary cap space. So, I mean, I guess that's a bit of good news. But, of course, you know, more than anything now, we want to see Ezekiel Elliott's contract be restructured. But like you said, you know, because of the whole situation, it's not going to happen because we all know how Zeke is. But... But, but I'm telling you, you know, like, all these offseason moves, I mean, we franchise tag Dalton Schultz. I mean, not, I mean, again, Dalton Schultz is a player I would like to keep, but I felt like, you know, Randy Gregory is, a, is the top priority, but now I'm pretty sure Randy Gregory is going to sign elsewhere. And at this, at, at this point, you know, he might as well because 
if he wants to win, he might as well go elsewhere. But I'm telling you, all, all these moves are just like I'm just like scratching my head. I mean, I'm not I'm no NFL executive, and ne- neither are you. But the at, at that point, I'm like, well, it's common sense. It's not about having experience working in the business. So I mean, well, why would it? I mean, why would you even say that? Because a lot of people really feel like Dalton Schultz is just more important than Randy Gregory. I mean, I get it. Everybody has their opinion, but we saw how good Randy Gregory was. I mean, he he had he had a health problems as well. Also, that's a cause for concern. But but the whole situation, you know, move, involving all these offseason moves, you know, it's what we feared. But at the same time, we can't deny the fact that we saw bad moves coming. I mean, that's the Cowboys for you, right? I mean, how how many years has this been going on with offseason bad moves, Wiley? Well, at least like our whole life, pretty much. For the last two decades, we've seen nothing but fraud from the Roy E. Williams trade to this disaster. I'm so sick of the Cowboys basically acting like the Anaheim Angels in baseball and doing these like trendy me moves where it's essentially a PR maneuvers more than winning football maneuvers. And you you fill up a roster full of these PR maneuver guys, and you get a shit product. And I'm so I'm tired of seeing the Dallas Cowboys shit product year after year, and pretending like winning the worst division in football is somehow a good thing. It's somehow an achievement. It's not. Winning the NFC least, whenever two teams are in utter free fall and have no identity, sometimes literally coming down to the team name itself and the biggest threat in the division is run by Nick Sirianni who couldn't manage an olive garden and is on a team that's not even that good and this is this is these are the teams the Cowboys 6-0 and pat themselves on the back and then they play the, the worst team that made the NFC playoffs other than them and they got fucking embarrassed absolutely you, you get a notification vibration there in your anus not exactly. I'm more like getting. I'm, I'm feeling more a little bit nauseous. I mean, even though one of my notes here uh, states, according to my research, which by the way I'm very good at. I'm sure you'll uh, back me up on that. The trade actually pushes them close to 36 million dollars in cap space, which actually gives them the sixth most room in the NFL. So, but again, since I know that the Cowboys don't like to make the best moves in free agency, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm just. I feel like Doctor Evil going right. But anyway. Speaking of horrible trades, you know, you, you mentioned the Roy E. Williams trade from 2008. So now this trade, this trade with Amari Cooper puts it right up there, like the worst trade in Cowboys history. I think this trade <clears throat> gives competition to the Roy E. Williams trade. But you want to talk about bad trades, the Washington Commanders actually just made a trade for Carson Wentz. Well, I don't, I don't really see, I don't think you could call that like bad. Maybe it's not good, but we're talking about a team here with no quarterback. What do you want him to roll with Heineke again? Wentz will probably give him three more wins. That could be, in that division, that could be enough to win. I don't think it's a bad move. Tell me why you think it's a bad move. Not only that, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, everybody's, you know, always pushing that he's, you know, worse than Dak and like that. So, I mean, I I guess the big story is he's back in the NFC least. But, you know, you know, he's still under that contract that the Philadelphia Eagles gave him, like, shortly after that Super Bowl win. And so, here he is now with Washington, and he's still getting the big bucks from Philadelphia. I mean, it's just the trade. The, the trade is just something I didn't really see coming, but, you know, I, it happened. I mean, it was because of the collapse. You can't have a collapse that catastrophic if you're the Colts and not do anything. 
So if you had to rate Wincy on a scale from 1 to 10, what would it be? Like overall or with the Colts? His overall career. Don't like sit there and be like, oh, he won that MVP, so he's great. Like, look no. at his whole body of work, what he no. did with the Colts. Like, no. I will give it a six and a half. Yeah, I think you're dead on. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, Carson Wentz, I get it. He's not, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, sometimes you have to ask yourself, did the Eagles give Carson Wentz the support he needed? Like, the coaching and everything. So sometimes, I mean, you can't just put it all on a player. I mean, it's a team effort. Like, Matthew Stafford, for example, we saw all that, all those years wasted in Detroit. I always say this, Matthew Stafford was a political prisoner in Detroit because the team did not want, the executives and whatnot, did not want to take care of him. He goes to the Rams and he wins the Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. So we finally saw the real Matthew Stafford. But with Carson Wentz, I mean, of course you can't compare uh, yeah, Wentz to you Stafford. you love to see that. Yeah, but... Carson Wentz, I would say, is at six, six and a half, maybe close to seven. Because Carson Wentz, I, I don't think he's as bad as people like to say. Is people just like to pick on him? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He's really not that bad. He's like, not. No. Car, 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 Carson Wentz is one of these guys that he got an insane amount of hype and dick ride because he was on that really exciting Super Bowl team with the Eagles and won the MVP despite blowing his knee out. And then whenever people get that much dick ride and that much slurp, and then they have consecutive bad years, people sort of overrate how bad they are because they're sort of reacting to an obnoxious media narrative. Point being that Wincy was like was really good in that one year and has been sort of average since, and people want to act like he's like a total clown to your guy, like he's awful and he's solo lost in that playoff spot. Like, he's better than Dak. Not a lot better, but I think he's... I'd rather have wins than Dak. Like, if you look at that joke game they lost versus Jacksonville and, like, think about what happened. Remember, a lot of, like, the crucial drives that the Colts squandered were because dumbass Wentz threw at people's feet. Remind you of anyone? Yep. Our own Dak Prescott. Exactly. So you're sitting there with a the guy like Wincy, and... He's really not that bad. Like, if you're sitting there with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or one of these guys who is just basically going to be hard stuck at like a 4 out of 10, then you can sort of feel bad, but this was not a not a really a bad player. This is a much maligned player, but not a bad one in all honesty. I mean, when you think about it, if Wentz was with the Cowboys, if the Cowboys have like the best offensive line and whatnot, and like have a steady amount of weapons, Carson Wentz would certainly be MVP material. But at the same time, then you worry like, well, what if what if Kellen Moore is calling the plays? I mean, that's the problem right there. But but going back, I mean, I think I mean it might make Washington a little a bit better, but we'll have to wait and see. But you know, the the problem with the Colts now is you know now who's their quarterback? But you know now there's that you know that uh, fiasco going on with the. Uh, Deshaun Watson, so we'll have to wait and see. But go back to the Amari Cooper trade. I really believe that this, that them getting Amari Cooper, is going to boost their chances of landing Deshaun Watson. If that, ha- I mean, so I'd imagine that Cleveland and Houston are going to work on a trade to send Baker down to Houston while Deshaun uh, heads up to uh, Cleveland. But we'll have to wait and see. Because, because I, I, I think I can work. speak. I, I don't see Baker Mayfield and Amari Cooper having that kind of having that connection. I, I mean. I don't really have the best reason why, but I just don't see it. I think Baker gets a little bit of a bad rap because OBJ just like completely reamed him out after he left, and 
a lot of people felt like after all the Giants hype with OB Joke and the catch, people expected him to be putting up 1,200-yard seasons year after year, and he was a fucking joke every year. And he went off and blamed Baker, and it's one of those situations where a bad, selfish me guy throws a bunch of blame because he can't take accountability for his actions, and you're just sort of sitting there, like, gargling the drippings, like, oh, I had no idea you felt that way. And that's sort of what happened to Baker, is he just had a shitty year trying to play through a bad injury. So we'll have to wait, yeah, like, and you know, with the Browns in their situation, you know, they didn't have a single wide receiver that was able to reach 600 yards, so. It was a disaster year for the Browns, even as a run-first team, they were a disgrace. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But, anyway, uh, I think since we covered kind of the main subject, uh, do you have any, uh, thoughts going on, uh, further with the offseason, uh, anything that you, uh, fear is gonna happen next? Any predictions you yeah. wanna make? Yeah, I feel like the Browns are a team that is always sort of viewed as a, like an abhorrent disgrace and a joke and like the biggest laughingstock org out there. And then whenever the Baker era occurred, it was one of these situations where it looked like they had finally stopped the bleeding and become less of a meme. But now I feel like we're back in a spot where like the Browns are a couple moves away from becoming a fucking meme again. I mean, as far as the Browns go, they're back. They're running a game backfield. This has a lot of promise. They have talent on defense. So, you know, it's just, I think, you know, the wide receiver position kind of really hurt them. But I think mentally as well, they have to get it together mentally. That's probably important. I mean, the coaching is good. I mean, they have a good head coach, but, you know, he has to regroup as well. So, but now basically, now we're just wait, waiting to see what's next. Another prediction for you. I feel like Staley is going to get fired pretty soon. He's one of the worst coaches in the NFL, and the Chargers are going to continue to underachieve while he's their coach. Well, anything can happen, but uh, I think I speak for both of us. But, you know, as far as the Cowboys goes, I'm not going to expect any miracles. I mean, I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. I'm not going to expect anything much. I mean, as far as the Cowboys goes, if anybody has any predictions, I'll listen to one, but I won't say if they're right or wrong. All I can say is is this. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, if, if the Cowboys... If somebody really is convinced that the Cowboys can have a good season, you know, I'll just go like, okay, well, I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't agree with you. Because, number one, I mean, we have a, an offensive coordinator who, like I said, you know, has a habit of calling the worst plays. We have a quarterback who likes to play hero, and, it, and, it's, and it's always costly. He doesn't seem to get it. And he likes to throw at people's feet, as you always like to remind us, because people forget that. And we have a, a running back who only cares about himself, who like who's only collect who only wants to collect his paycheck, who doesn't really care about the game, you know, who's a quitter in your in your uh, as you always explain. So, how how should I have uh, how should I be excited? I mean, how can I be excited? Quite frankly, I mean, of course, and if you're I'll, just I'll have if content, you're just I'll have content for my show. Okay, yeah, yeah, that. But keep in mind, I don't like having to come here and tear the team apart. But I'll do it you if don't. I have to. I thought you loved that. <laughs> well, it does. It does. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's sooner or later it's gonna help pay the bills. But sometimes, you know, you, you want to stay more positive than negative. But, but at the you, same, you'd rather see your team win, is what it comes down. I'd to. rather see my team win, and I want to actually witness a a Super Bowl. I want to see them win the Super Bowl because I'm because you and I were too young to remember the Super Bowl winning days. I mean, let me remind everybody. I was three years old. I was three years old. I was in France. I didn't even speak English last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. 
You you were like you were a baby last time they won the Super Bowl, Wiley. Yeah, and the the thing is, is in these last two de two and a half decades, they've never even really been competitive. Like, when was the last time they made an NFC title game? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the last time they won, this is, won this the is NFC the... title game, they won the Super Bowl. And uh, I always like exactly. to say there was an affair going on in the White House at the time. Right, you make that same joke every time. I'll ever, the, I, mean, I'll, I have to be honest, dude. The listeners love it. Because it's the, it's the best way to remind everybody how long it's been since the Cowboys were worth a shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's pretty much unfathomable, the idea that they're going to win a Super Bowl like within the next five years. This is a joke team. I mean, it's hey, a depressing year for a joke team. The only, the only way the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl is if you play a game of Madden, that's it. If you play season one on Madden, that's probably the only way they'll win the Super Bowl. And, and, and that's and that's clearly fiction. For everybody else, we get cute. But anyway, Wiley, uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you, brother? Just follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Venomistare. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And ladies and gentlemen, when there's more bullshit going on, you will catch me right here with Wiley. That's right. Stay easy.